Maybe yeah. why I said There's no way we can take that camera for one of those. Put on a tripod. We'll be streaming live soon. Yeah. Now, now, we have a camera there. We have a battery. Okay. We also have we'll be streaming a, live soon. a $500 little transmitter sure. that takes the signal from there into a computer. The problem is the microphone. Please stand by. We'll and be I streaming live. I think we can live. get a, a, a mic like this, right here, like this, right here. We buy one and have this little Please gear set up to do it to where, to where it connects with the camera, by the computer, by by. See, see, this is wireless. Please we can stand come. by. Now, we'll you don't know how to do that soon. yet, right? Okay. Okay. But do you think that that's a... Uh, Please stand by. Should we do it? We'll be streaming live soon. It's 1 o'clock. We'll, we'll talk later. 9 o'clock. Yeah. Good morning. We're back into dealing with uh, how to understand the heart of this king of Israel, Ahab, the, the, the husband of Jezebel. And to my understanding up to now, Ahab is a man that God wants. God is trying to deal with him. So after chapter 22, verses 1, and we're going to go all the way to verse 28, if we can. And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. So there's a time of three years of peace between Ahab and, and the Syrian folks. That on the third year, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, which, which is the northern kingdom... Israel is the southern kingdom, came down to the king of Israel, which is Ahab, and said unto his servants, Know you that Ramon, Ramoth and Gilead is ours. Ramoth Gilead is the highest point of Israel's domain, much above the Lake of Galilee. It's a small town that's been the place for Warfare, even about three years ago. And of course, with all these wars between Syria and Israel, Ramon Gilead stayed in the hands of, uh, of the king of Syria. And so Jehoshaphat, the, the, the king, the, the, northern, the, the northern kingdom, simply said to, uh, to Ahab, We want to get it back. They're in a high position, they're high. They can strike on us is using that 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 place, and we be still and taken not out of the hands of the king of Syria. Why should we? It's a great frontier fortress in the northern part of Israel, connecting with Syria, and so King 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 of Judah simply came to Ahab and simply said, "We we we want to take it." But the person 
that Ahab heard is Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. He heard what he said about take after three years of of peace. Now by now, I keep on keep on telling you that if you are in peace for three years, don't do nothing until you consult with the Lord. Because the Bible study this morning is false prophecy. Consultation with the wrong people. The reason why God cannot use ministries, churches, is because the leader of the church hear more those who are against the Holy Spirit than those who are in favor of the Holy Spirit. And it's a, it's a sad thing to, that is happening that the people in charge of how to disciple people have no understanding of what the Holy Spirit is all about. And so, it's my mouth. I need to say it, and I'm going to say it. So, the man in charge here is not Ahab, but Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. And Jehoshaphat simply continues, Will you go with me to battle for Ramon Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. In other words, we've had three years of pain, uh, of peace. Let's not have a little war here to sort of life up the place. Now, what this little war to life up the place happened, just so you understand the importance of this Bible study, is that Ahab is killed in battle because he heard the wrong prophecy. Now, I just want to encourage you to sort of uh, check your spiritual life to who you hear. Who is speaking to you? Who is leading you? Who is actually the one that keeps on bringing things to your brain? Because it's not of the Lord. If there's no movement, if there's no miracles, if there's no conviction of, uh, of salvation, of sin, then something is wrong. So, now, look at this now, because Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Ahab, Inquire, I pray you, at the word of the Lord today. He knew something was not right. He knew something that when he heard the voice of Ahab, something was not right. And so he raises the question that you and I have to raise to ourselves. See, there's so many decisions that a man of God, a woman of God, have to do in their lives. I have to make decisions today about several things. And my question is inquiring the Lord as to what I need to do before I do them. Nothing, that is not a bad idea whatsoever. And what I'm saying to you is that a spiritual leader has the responsibility to do that. Who has your year, men of God, woman of God? Who has your year? And you have to, you have to pay attention to this. And so, then the king of Israel, which is Ahab, gathered the prophets together. <laughs> Ahab called 400 men that were prophets of this school of prophets 
that Samuel built up in the area. And said unto them, Shall I go against Ramon Gilead to battle? Or shall I bear? Should I not do it? And they said, Go up, and the Lord shall deliver you into the hands of the king. Go up. Four hundred voices. Notice that there is an addition to these four hundred here on the side in this Jehoshaphat. Over here there's four hundred prophets speaking the same thing. In the middle is Ahab. Now I want you to hear the dialogue between the mind of Ahab, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, in the mind of 400 prophets. Look at the verse 7, a second 22 chapter of 1 Kings. Look at verse 7. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? <laughs> in other words, I have looked to your 400 prophets. I looked to them. And it doesn't feel good to me. Is there anybody, is there, is there uh, here a prophet of the Lord among all of these people? So what is it about Jehoshaphat that we need to pay attention to? Is that he is, he hears, he knows that there's something wrong in the idea of listening to 400 instead of hearing the voice of God. See, this is crucial. In the time we're living today, and what's happening to America today, you got to have a voice that speaks into your life that you know, you know for sure that it speaks the voice of God. And if you're that in a hurry, that in a hurry, to make decisions that in fact, in no shape or form, please God, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. It could be one person that leads your life, and there's nothing you can do to stop that person because you follow blindly, and that person is wrong. It's not the voice of God. It's their voice. So, look look, look at this. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Now this is Ahab. Yet there is one man, Micah, the son of Imlah, whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. There's Micah, the son of Imlah, but man, I don't like him. He's, he, is, he talks about me. Look what he says. He says, <laughs> For he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. If you are under the counsel of people that are false prophets. What to do and see is that everything they say is to favor you. And that's really not the way it is. Because when you favored a man of God, a woman of God, you might be missing the Lord because God does not, in no shape or form, has a word that constantly favors he will tell you what's going on. He will cut you short. He will disciple you. He will discipline you. He will speak to you and call your attention to what He wants to do. There's a, when God is leading your life, there's some uh, heavy set work behind the doors between you and the Lord as you knew before Him. So, the king of Israel called an officer 
and said, Hasten, Tida, Micah, the son of Go get Micah, the son of Imlah. I want to talk to him. Now, up to this point, I have to agree with Ahab. He followed the counsel of Jehoshaphat. Yeah, there is a man, but I hate him. I don't like him. He is just speaks against me all the time, and I, I want to hear some good stuff. And the king of Israel said, and Jehoshaphat, the king of, of Judah, sat each on his throne, having put on their robes in a void place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets prophesied before them. Now, here's, here's a scenario that you, you have to pay attention to. They sit on the throne at the entrance of Samaria, perhaps on a castle, a beautiful place, with tall columns everywhere, and silk hanging from the, from the walls everywhere, and the wind blowing, and, and Jehoshaphat and, and Ahab sit on this, on each one on his throne. And these 400 men were yelling and screaming and prophesying, and uh, making noise, really making noise. And Hezekiah the son of Shinah made him horns of iron, and said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall push the Syrians. You have consumed them. And all the prophets prophesied, saying, Go, go up to Gilead and prosper, and the Lord shall deliver you into the hands of the king. All of this, all of every voice that's coming toward Ahab made Jehoshaphat questioned. Now this is a very big meeting. You're talking about just 400 men called so-called prophets. It's a stage meeting to rise and to cause all of us to just rise our emotions from underneath. And just yell and scream and come. Well, see, God is not on that. When God is not on that, everything sounds off-key. Just off-key. It's, it's just not there. And so, the messenger who was going to call Micah spoke to him. Behold now, the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let your word, I pray, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. So true prophets seldom speak what is good, at least at the present time. And so Micah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says unto me that I shall speak. In other words, God gives us men like Micah. I'm not going to give you what I think. I'm not going to tell you what I feel. I'm not going to tell you what I think it should be. I'm not going to make sense with my brain. I'm asking the Lord to use my mouth and say what He wants to say. I don't want to be someone that has a mental state of mind to deal with a very serious situation. Ahab, Jehoshaphat, Ramon Gilead, should we invade it or not? And so, and so the king, so he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micah, shall we go to Ramon Gilead to battle, or shall we bear? 
And he answered, Go and prosper, for the Lord will shall deliver you into the hand of the king. Now verse 16, then, it's, it's an important verse because it defines what the Lord is going... And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure to you? Tell me nothing but which is true in the name of the Lord. I want to hear the Lord. And Micah said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills. So, so, so Micah now, in the front of the 400 men, all these prophets, the two kings sitting each on each one on his own throne, the silk hanging from the walls. That's a big, and so there's a conversation, right? Between the two, Jehoshaphat and Ahab. This is a big deal. I saw. What did he see? God gave him a vision. In his sleep, Micah said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have no, not a shepherd. Now that's very, very serious. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house of peace. Ahab was a false shepherd. And whether he believed it or not, he's about to die because of this. Remember, he had three years of peace. And he heard Jehoshaphat with the idea of invading Ramon Gilead and begin the battle again against Syria one more time. And so the king of Israel, which is Ahab, said unto Jehoshaphat, Did not tell you that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? It's clear he at this point that Ahab had understood perfectly the purpose of Micah's word. He knew. He, he heard it. I saw Israel scattered over the hills without a shepherd. That's, that's from the word of the Lord. And so Micah said, Hear you, therefore, the word of the Lord. So now, first, Micah had a vision. Now, Micah is going to speak. So that had been into the mind of Micah. I don't know how long it took between the vision he had of Israel scattered over the hills to the point where he now stands up. But I'd say on the first same day, because this is a large meeting. You don't have to convene the people again to come together. So I'd say there's an urgency in the mind of the Lord to speak His perfect will through Micah. Because Micah was favored by, by Jehoshaphat. Ahab knew that he was a perfect man of God. And so there it goes. I saw the Lord sitting on His throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Micah is given a vision of the throne of God, which now he is relating to both Ahab and Jehoshaphat in that large meeting. I'm saying to you, I saw something. I saw the Lord. Now, why would a prophet give a vision? The problem here is, God, do you want me to go to battle against Ramon Gilead, that's been taken by the Syrians, 
for three years they have the advantage over us on the high point, or what do we do? But the prophet simply just don't refer to that at the beginning. The prophet simply says, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. Why that? Why that? You see, when the focal point in the vision is now to see the Lord, it's a sermon. He is actually, God is actually trying to convince the 400 men, false prophets, that there is a God over all the mess that's happening. There is a God over all the things that are going on in America. There is a God that rules and reigns above the circle of the earth, and nothing that you think or anybody thinks or, 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 or wanting to do will prosper unless it's within the perfect will of God. Listen to me. Finances will improve when you are in the perfect will of God. Attendance will improve when you are in the perfect will of God. Anointing will increase when you are in the perfect will of God. Conviction of sin will increase when you are in the perfect will of God. And nothing more important than God sitting on His throne. And all the hosts of heaven standing by Him. Notice that... uh, He is looking at 400 prophets, false prophets, plus another 100 servants and the two kings sitting on each throne. And that's the sight of the heavenly, physical, earthly realm. But the prophet that hears the Lord refers to a host of heaven standing by God on his right hand and on his left. That's a much bigger, bigger jump of people. Much bigger amount of anointing. In other words, listen to me. I come here not to tell you what I want, but I want to hear God. I want to hear what the Lord says to tell you. I want the Lord to to come from heaven because His hosts and His angels. Daniel 7.10 is an interesting verse. It says, myriads upon myriads are in the presence of God. Referring to a hundred million angels at His disposal in this very moment. But here it simply says, And all the hosts of heaven standing by Him on the right hand and on the left. So Micah is given a vision of the throne of God and what's happening there. And he's simply saying, Before you make a decision, remember, that's where it's coming from. Not from here. Not from your false prophets, but from heaven. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to worry or waste your time listening to all of these opinionated people. Because really, what really the opinionated people say is simply say yes, 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 and yes. Now, on verse 20, that. Three or four words that says, And the Lord said. I never saw that until, until I began studying this morning. Because what I've been seeing is, Then the word of the Lord came to me. But it's not, the one thing the word of the Lord coming to me through a vision, and I hear my inner spirit, and I then apply to what God wants me to do. But now it says, and the Lord said, meaning 
He hears the Lord speaking. You want to know what He said? You've got to know what He said, and you need to know what He said. This is a very important. It's verse 20, chapter 22 of 1 Kings. It said, Who shall persuade Ahab? God said that. Who shall persuade Ahab? In other words, that he may go up and fall at Ramon Gilead. Who shall convince him to change his mind? Because you see, the mind of Ahab is already made up. He's trying to find a king, trying to find a prophet that will agree with him. <laughs> In other words, you want the Lord to lead your life to take care of you, and you, you, you only hear people who agree with you. It's safe. Andy Hines. It's safe. And so the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramon Gilead? The Lord says, You go, you're going to die. Now that didn't come from Jehoshaphat. That didn't come from the, the false 400 prophets. That didn't come from Micah. That came from the Lord. The Lord spoke the word clearly. Okay? The Lord spoke clearly. Without any confusion. And I want you to know this. That this is deciding the life of Ahab. And one said on this manner, and the other said on that manner, meaning that Ahab's death in battle had been decreed in the council of God. In other words, in that heavenly meeting where the host came together. Do you know that you are that important to the Lord and that God calls the hosts of heaven the left and right to deal with situations pertaining to your heart following His will? It's kind of a, almost a astronomically important that you think of yourself as of no avail. You're just a small preacher, a small voice, and there's nothing that anybody is going to pay attention to you. You're wrong. If God gave you a place to stand for Him, He will speak through you. And I tell you, in my life, I have thrived to hear His voice. And when He spoke, I spoke immediately. I never, I, 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 I might have sins in my life which, which, which it might be bad for me, I know that. But there's one thing I don't have any sin is when the Lord speaks, I will speak it. One said on this manner, and the other said on that manner. They were discussing. The counsel of God and the divine wisdom had devised means for accomplishing God's purpose. In other words, God had a purpose for the life of Ahab, and he's working, and have worked on, on, and on, and on, and on, throughout all these Bible studies, as we cover, well, we cover chapter 17 to 22, on this Bible study. The same thing can happen to you. You see, the reason why things are not going well, is because you're following the wrong people. If you're following the wrong people, you need to make a turn, and clean the waste. You don't want yes people around you, you need to know people who hear the Lord, yes or no to you. I'm not trying, I'm, 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 I, don't see what, I don't see what else I can say. 
And Micah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says unto me, that I will speak. Okay, what verse we're in? 21, 21. Now, I have three minutes here, and I don't want to go into verse 21 because there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And that's an evil spirit. And I want to, I want to tell you about that tomorrow. Because if you are on the fence, if you cannot decide what is it that God wants to do through your life? God will send a demon to convince you and to swipe your life. This is what happened to Ahab. And there came forth a spirit, an evil spirit, and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And, and you probably say, Rick, heaven can, heaven can have a demon. Yes, it can. And I'll share with you tomorrow. But I'm interested in telling you now through a prayer. Would you pray with me? Open your eyes and lift your hands. Say, Heavenly Father, there's something about my life that I want to make it change. I want to hear your voice. If it displeases anybody, I want to hear your voice. It makes me uncomfortable in the sight of others. I want to hear your voice. And Lord, I will not allow Jezebel to come near me. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, give me, Lord, a voice like Micah's. In Jesus' name, amen.